everyone. This is Kumar Datatran with uh, Agile Meridian. Uh, welcome to our Agile Shorts. Uh, and in this episode, we're interviewing Dr. Pamela Lard. Is that, is that how you say it? Your last name? You can say Larde. Larde. Okay. I, I wasn't sure. And um, um, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. I just, just uh, wanted to give a little bit of uh, info as to how we met. And it was really through the Academy of Creative Coaching, the program that I took about, what, a year and a half now or so, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of propelled me um, on this on this path where I just recently achieved my, my uh, professional coaching uh, certification, which I'm really proud of. And it wouldn't have been without the efforts and the help of uh, Dr. Pam and uh, and uh, uh, Coach Sophia and others, a lot of mentors that that have helped me along the way. So, thank you. Yes. With that, um, if if you can if you can sort of provide a, a an intro. Sure. Um, so my name is Dr. Pamela Larde, and I am the founder and owner of the Academy of Creative Coaching. Um, it is quite an honor, and I am really um, humbled that you, Kumar, trusted us with your <laughs> with your training um, through the ACC and the PCC. Um, the organization has been in operation since 2014, and technically 2013, but um, our first graduating class was 2014. Um, and so we've been um, going strong ever since then. We have a strong, amazing team. I'm also a, an associate professor of leadership at Anderson University. Um, our leadership program includes a coaching component, a coach training component, um, which is was, was really great. Um, and then I'm also a director of education for Harvard's Institute of Coaching. It's a, it's a collaboration between Harvard and McLean Hospital. Um, and the initiative at Harvard Medical School specifically, um, but the, the initiative is really to integrate coaching into healthcare. Um, but they are actually much broader than healthcare because we also work with executive coaches from a wide range of professions. But um, priority is really looking at that psychological health of people and how we can integrate coaching into that. So that's probably an overview of who I am. And, and then I guess the last thing is I'm a researcher. Um, and right now my area of focus is, um, is joy and joy resilience and how people can um, use joy as a fuel to, to get to the place of purpose um, to strengthen their leadership to rise out of ad- adversity. So that's that is me. very that is very interesting, especially I mean all of it was. I mean what struck me is that you're involved in so much. So when do you sleep? <laughs> I now am a a early go to better. Is that what they call them? I used to yeah. be a night person. Um, I would use my nights to write, and I'd be up till three four in the morning. My daughter two weeks ago started high school and they have to be at the bus at six, around six o'clock. So I rise with her because we are a family and we do things together. So I am now an early morning person. <laughs> yeah, I try that. I mean, I, I still get up early in the morning because I just can't sleep uh, much past 6.30 or so. Yeah. But getting to bed is always a struggle for me. I'm, I'm up until all hours, so anyway. Um, the other thing that really struck me was your focus on joy and your research into joy. I, I'd love to be able to pick your brain on that, even though it's not the topic of this discussion. Um, uh, maybe it'll come up. And, and and the reason I say that is one of our clients is really interested in that topic um, um, as as a way to sort of, you know, from a from a cultural perspective, an organizational cultural pers- perspective, how do you encourage 
a joyful environment and atmosphere for employees to uh, to do their best work, you know, and, and yeah. come to work uh, uh, as their true selves, which is really the topic of our discussion today. Yes, you be authentic in the workplace and authentic as a leader. I love um, it, I, and yeah. I know that's not an actual question you're asking me, but I do want to say that I've noticed there's there's been a growing body of research around joy in the workplace. In fact, I just came across an article um, in the Harvard Business Review. Um, in which they're they're talking about exactly. I think it's called joy in the workplace, and oh, I, interesting. I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, how do you see the tie between authenticity and joy? You know, it takes a lot of vulnerability to express joy. One of the things that I am really kind of um, that's unfolding in my research around joy is that there's different manifestations manifestations of joy. So you have the um, the emotions around joy, which, you know, can be show, you know, tears and all of that. It can be extreme happiness. Um, and then you have the expression of joy and a, a lot of people stifle joy expression. I will, I can, um, cite to, you know, or refer back to relationships that I've been in, in which I am overjoyed about something and I express it. I leap, I dance, I do whatever. And the response I get is this stern look that says, you need to calm down, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so that, that idea of being able to express your joy without inhibition, um, it, it takes authenticity to do that. Um, because especially in a world where you can A, be made um, guilted, you know, or shamed, for feeling the joy that you feel when other people around you are not joyful. You know, like for example, how can we all express, uh, you know, exuberant amounts of joy when we see what's going on in Afghanistan right now, yeah. or what's going on in Haiti right now? Yeah. How can, you know, how can we without guilt fully live out the joy that is happening in our lives and then simultaneously balance that with the compassion and the empathy that we may have for people who are not in that moment of joy. And so it takes a lot of authenticity to break through and, and stand in your joy um, and to be able to have that simultaneously with other emotions. Yeah, that's that's a really, a really good insights and, and great points that you bring up. So I'm going to segue a little bit to the, the the main topic of this, and I and I realize that that they're so intertwined and interconnected that joy in the workplace yeah. depends to a large extent on how much you can be yourself in the workplace or just anywhere really, but in the workplace especially since that's where we we spend most of our lives, right? Mm -hmm. Two thirds of our lives we spend at work, and of course at work now means different things. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. but we're still we're still at work and in this type of a medium over the camera what what does it mean to be authentic to you well, yeah you know it it means really first getting to know you and who that is um you know and being willing to spend the time a lot of people struggle with uh getting to know themselves and really spending time with themselves um and you, you, that's got to come first because when it comes to, when it comes down to, um, I'm at work or I'm among colleagues and I need to express myself. What does that actually mean to, to truly express myself? If I'm feeling anxiety around something, um, it, do I honor that anxiety that I'm feeling, um, and, and, uh, you know, and, and address it and do something about it, or do I stifle it and just kind of play cool 
Um, and, and sometimes when we play cool too much, we do, we fool ourselves. Um, so it's one thing to not show everything to everybody else, but we have got to be able to know our own truths. So, you know, for me, in order to be authentic at work, we have to know ourselves when you're feeling sort of uneasy all day and you don't know where that is. It's okay to take a moment and say, okay, why am I feeling this heaviness today? Let, let me go back to the root of that and find out what is really happening with me today. A lot of people don't stop to ask themselves that. They just maybe lash out or shut down on their colleagues. Right. Yeah, that, that makes makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm just kind of reflecting about myself and how I show up at work, you know, and, and of course work is, um, is really mostly from this office, my home office uh, uh, presently. Um, and, and I'm wondering, you know, for, for leaders out there, you know, for, for people that are going to work and they're, they're doers in a company and they certainly may or may not be their authentic selves. What about leadership? What is, what is authentic leadership in, in your estimation? Is it different than what you just described? Yeah. Um, I think it's different only in the sense that it's important to be aware of, of the impact that you're having on the people and the, and, the, and the true impact that a leader has on the culture of the entire team, of the entire department, of the entire company, depending on what your reach is. Um, I, I think if we lose sight of that, then um, we it's, it's that idea that we can possibly cause harm um, on, on, on the people that are around us. So that authentic leadership um, becomes, I don't wanna see even more important, but it definitely is much more visible and it has um, the potential to either cause much more harm or much more good. One of the things that I, I and if I can just kind of tie joy into this once again, mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I challenge leaders to do is to find their joy because um, often what, stops them or the barriers to joy are different experiences of trauma, whether that is trauma that they've experienced at home or whether it's trauma they've experienced on that climb to where they are today. Um, and they don't know it. And what they do is they end up reproducing that trauma for other people around them. So when we can recognize the things that are blocking our joy, our barriers to joy, we might be able to identify some of those points of trauma, even if it's not extreme trauma. Um, we can, we can um, once we can identify those things, um, then we can start to find our joy. Then we can start to walk in our, in our authenticity and help the others around us to do the same. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But I, I think it, it goes back to what you were saying earlier, is you know, in order to be yourself, you really have to understand yourself and maybe take time out if if you're bothered or anxious or uh, or or just um, um, out of sorts and take take some time and try to figure out okay what is it that's uh, making you feel the way you're feeling so that you can be more authentic at work right yeah it's so fast paced yeah we don't, we don't want to take the time to stop you know because we feel that the the, the consequences are going to be detrimental but it's even they're detrimental when we don't stop. Yeah, but I can see this this building up, right? If you don't take the time to slow down and and sort of figure out what's going on, then you will show up as maybe in inauthentic or insincere or whatever it might be in the workplace. Because either you're disengaged, you're not really paying attention, um, or um, your body language gives it away. Of course, unless you have your cameras off. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But here's one thing, Coach Kumar is. If the authentic self is a self that is not 
positive, that doesn't have the the empathy, that is bogged down with the burdens of life. Um, that even that self needs to be unveiled. And I know a lot of us are terrified of letting that self be known, um, but we have to know even that self so that we can heal that self. If we run from it or try to hide it or cover it up, sugarcoat it, um, that stuff stays in there and it finds ways to come out and manifest itself when under pressure. So, so we can't, so authentic self doesn't always mean the rosy, happy-go-lucky, loving, um, inspirational leader self. It also means all of that other stuff. And, and to the yeah. extent that we can find out about that other stuff, um, we can focus in on what we want to be more like. That, that's that's really true. And it, it's being comfortable enough and feeling safe enough to be authentic no matter what. Yes. And and that safety, that, that safety that people need isn't something that people necessarily have full control over. So what would you say if, if I'm a leader and it's, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm new to an organization or I've been in an organization for a long time and I'm unable to be my authentic self because, well, for whatever, uh, whatever reasons that, that exist in the workplace, what would you say are things that as a leader they should do or start doing to be more authentic and create that more safe environment? Yeah, you know, so I think I think there's a couple of things. Um, first of all, coaching I think is going to be really important um, because that is one way to get a mirror to your face <laughs> um, to kind of help you see parts of yourself that you may not see. Mm -hmm. uh, I would also say that in some cases, some people might might really need to couple that um, with therapy. Um, mm -hmm. I have had I I have a lead, um, a former let's say uh, supervisor um, who in her climb to where she is right now, it took a lot of abuse. And then there was some nepotism involved because her father was the boss and, and through the process, I mean, we saw the verbal abuse that um, she endured, you know, getting to where she is. And what's happened is she has then turned around and has become abusive to other people in the company. Um, if I were coaching her, I would strongly recommend therapy um, you know, because when we see toxic leaders, um, those leaders are leading from a place of pain. And I know it's not popular to say, ah, you know, leaders need to go to therapy, but they do. Yeah. <laughs> They're human. Everyone's, everyone has, has experiences and things that shape their lives and how they show up. And, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't stop when you open the door to the workplace and you enter, right? You don't right. become someone else. Of course, a lot of people are good at sort of masking their true feelings and emotions when they're at work yes. to the detriment of themselves and others, I would say. Yeah, and the, and the company, their productivity yeah. changes when they're not their authentic self. That's right. So, so, you know, let's take the other scenario where, you know, you are authentic, it's safe to be authentic. You people, uh, people, um, uh, however, people might not like you because you're authentic. You're so authentic. Well, what do you say to those folks and some tips to um, deal with that? So I have this philosophy called the natural process of elimination. <laughs> and that's the natural process of elimination. Um, people who cannot embrace your authentic self and who you truly are, are probably simply not a match for you. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them or that they are not 
strong enough or good enough to be around you. It's really not a knock on the people who aren't supposed to be in your circle, but it does mean that there is a proper and appropriate fit for teams that are supposed to um, really work well together. Mm -hmm. And so if there is that, you know, I guess mix, mix match of authenticity, um, then, then there is, that's, that's one part of it. Then you have what I call the natural process of elimination. Somebody eventually leaves the situation or, you know, on the other hand, there are situations where you can't just let people fall away. You know, there, there's, teams that really need to stay together. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that there is a, um, a really strong case for coaching in a situation like that as well, um, where somebody is their authentic self, people can't handle it. Um, what do we do? Do we ask them to stifle themselves or do we ask people to figure it out and learn how to handle it? Um, I think there's a humanity element that, ha that needs to happen in situations like that, in which we learn how to see each other and respect and embrace each other for who we are. That's not easy to do. And I think that's why coaching might need, you know, that's something where, where coaching might need to be a part of the, of the, of the game there. Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it's, it's it's sort of a a you're really building relationships right and you're trying to build resonance in the relationships that you have with people if you're a leader uh of of people or you're a doer you don't really have any directs leadership for me is more about how you show up and how you um um how you interact with the other people on um at work mm -hmm. and it doesn't really hinge so much on title as as it does on 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 the relationships that you create and you maintain and so that makes a lot of sense that, yeah, there are going to, there is going to be some attrition because if the culture is very open and inclusive and promotes being authentic, because really not, not, every, not every culture is conducive to that. Yeah. Right. right. And, but if it is, then not every person is going to be, um, I think, um, not every person is going to appreciate that type of openness. You know, they come to work they do the, do their job and, and, and they don't want to deal with, you know, uh, real relationships, so to speak. Right. Well, I think that there's value in um, different methods like nonviolent communications is a, it's a really great way to approach relationships and people. And if, if you can get a team on the same page with that, then the nuances and, and some of the specific aspects of somebody's true personality, um, we, we give more grace for things that might not be the most pleasant aspects of their personality when we come from a place of nonviolent communication, which focuses on the need of each individual. So what is the need behind this behavior? And if we can start to look at that as opposed to what's being shown at face value, um, then we can do a better job of embracing each other and and kind of, okay, well, Dr. Pam is kind of weird in that aspect, but I get it, you know, and, and we give each other a little bit more grace in those relationships. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, is it always important to be authentic at work? Are there times when, when you shouldn't be? Mm, that's a really good question. So, the way I live my life is that I, I do try to be authentic all the time. I'm hesitating and listening to myself. Like, am I being truthful here? Um, but I think there are times where it is not safe. And you mentioned safety earlier. And there's this concept of psychological safety that Amy Edmondson has done a lot of research on. Um, and I think that when you are in an environment in which you don't feel safe, we naturally 
put our guard up and do whatever we have to do to protect ourselves. We should not have to be in environments like that, but the reality is these environments do exist. So I will say that there have certainly been um, work situations that I've been in in which people have no idea who I really am <laughs> um, because it just simply wasn't safe for me to be who I am. But what I did about that was that I found other environments to be a part of other opportunities as they arose that allowed me to be my authentic self. Because what happens is if you spend so much time not being your authentic self, you lose yourself and you really don't know who you are. And so I understand everybody can't just hop off one job and, and get onto another and find a place that's, that allows you to be authentic. But it's important to pay attention to the extent to which your environments allow you to be your authentic self. And if you're in a situation that you really can't get out of and it's not safe to be your authentic self, intentionally find other environments in which you can so that you don't lose you know, who you are until you're able to get out of that environment. Yes. And, and, and the only thing I would add to that is if, if it is unsafe or you feel unsafe and you can't be yourself in, in the work environment, then look for ways and look for opportunities to make an impact and influence the, the narrative. Right. So changing it in, in some way, um, you know, that's part that's that's a way for you to still stay authentic to yourself and and, and also maybe influence others to uh, to open up a little bit. Right. Yeah. To, culture to be more inclusive and, and more safe, right? Because it's yeah. it's so important that, you know, that the amount of time we spend at work every day that we shouldn't be guarded. We shouldn't have our our shields up, our armor up, as, as, as uh, Brene Brown uh, talks about in, in one of her books. I can't remember the title of, of it, um, but she talks a lot about vulnerability and being vulnerable at work. And I think vulnerability and authenticity sort of go hand in hand, right? Mm -hmm. uh, would you would you agree? Absolutely. I mean, it's it's in order to be authentic, you've got to be brave. I think that was daring greatly. I think that was that. Book. Yes. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, yeah. But, but you've got to. It takes bravery um, in order to be your true self. And um, yeah, that's not easy. It's a journey. Um, and yeah. so I, I I don't want anybody who's listening to this conversation. To, to think that this is something that we take lightly or that happens easily or that just you can go to work tomorrow and just be that authentic person. It does take effort and, and practice and a lot of work. Yeah. I'm going to close with one one last question and then, you know, maybe some uh, some any thoughts that you didn't get to say. And that is this. Um, is there sort of a code that someone can um, adopt for themselves or maybe a formula uh, to to get to be more authentic as a leader at work. Yeah, I, you know, I think that my so I'll tell you my for me it's it's that baseline of joy, um, and uh, and and what that joy includes is the ability to be creative, the ability to have a voice and to 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 be heard in that environment, um, and the ability to be able to express. Um, what is going on with me, the joy, um, if there is a, a level of disappointment or sadness, um, that I can do that in a safe way. And so for me, all of this is, is you know, it, joy encompasses all of these things. So, you know, a code for me would be to really look at the extent to which joy can be manifest in the work that I'm doing here. And mm -hmm. if that is not present, then this is not where I'm supposed to be. Um, and I, so I think that for, for other people, it's a matter of 
what is a value that you have that you hold really highly and yeah. how do you use that as your baseline to make decisions around career relationships education and so forth so it's really reflecting on on your values and what makes you happy what brings you joy and then uh, trying to match up with the environment you're in and, and bringing that into the workplace, um, yeah. certainly being more vulnerable and maybe influencing, impacting how um, the people who report to you, uh, uh, the safety they feel in in being themselves and being open and authentic as well. So yeah, that's that's really great advice. Um, any any uh, other resources you might point uh, uh, folks to that want to learn more about this or um, or you know, uh, articles, things like that, and, and certainly we can we can you can, we can drop them in the in the chat later on. But anything okay. that comes to mind at the top of your head? Yeah, um, nothing at the top of my head, but I definitely will drop some links um, because there's several um, articles. Like I I mentioned the the Harvard article on finding yeah. joint work, Amy Edmondson's work on um, psychological safety. Um, so you know those probably are, are two really good places to start. And then I just um, will re-emphasize that um, the importance of coaching or therapy or something that is going to help people take a look at themselves and, and by themselves, I also mean as a company, as a team, um, as individuals that, that can really kind of help, um, I guess, bring light to the things that might be limiting yeah. our authenticity. Awesome. Any um, parting thoughts before we end our broadcast? No, um, other than just thank you so much for having me. Um, I, I love these conversations. Authenticity, uh, authenticity <laughs> um, is really important to me. And um, I think it has a lot to do with why I'm able to be where I am today. Um, so I really, you know, and, and intentionally surrounding myself with other people who make it a point to be authentic um, has really been life-changing um, for me. So I, I highly recommend um, finding that authenticity and those people who are committed to doing the same. Yeah, when you say that, I reflect on my life and I think it's been that way for me as well. It's it, probably how we got connected. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's a resonance there, right? Yes. Um, uh, in, in how we approach uh, people and, and relationships and things like that. So yeah, That's awesome. Cool. I did want to mention one final thing. I, I wrote a blog post. I'll put the link in the, in the, uh, in the chat below on authentic leadership. Um, uh, and, uh, and, and, and we'll share some other links for, for folks to, to look at and learn more about. And with that, if there are no other, uh, nothing else to add. I'm going to end the broadcasts. Thanks for watching, uh, either live or hopefully you'll watch this uh, later as well. Uh, leave us some comments and feedback, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye, all. All right. Bye. <laughs>